Welcome to the Retire Notes podcast series about preparing for retirement. I'm Kim Peets and I'm talking to Bruce Manners, the author of Retirement Ready and founder of the RetireNotes.com website. I'm looking forward to this episode because we're going to be talking about an actual story about someone who turned a hobby into a retirement business. Yes. One of the things retirees often have as a dream is doing this, turning a hobby into a business for something they love. Yeah, something they love. Yeah, exactly. Um, it not only develops a hobby further, but you also already have a passion for it. So mm. why not try this? And I think it might be helpful to listen to the Alan Funk story. Oh, Alan uh, Funk. Well, I like him already. Listen to that yes, name. It's yes. awesome. <laughs> uh, look, he's in his early 80s currently, and I interviewed him for my book, Refusing to Retire, which is available on the website. Can oh, I say I that? It. You can. Oh, I can say that, you yes. Can. <laughs> yes. Back in the late 1960s, he bought a banjo for $50. Mm, I love and a banjo. he told me, I soon worked out why it was $50. It was the greatest heap of rubbish. And he said to himself, I could build one better than this. And so he started building banjos. That's so cool. It is. It is. That was his first. And since retiring at 60, about 20 plus years ago, he's focused on building banjos and he's built more than 300 since then under his White Swallow brand. That's so name cool. of his business, White Swallow. Oh, so tell me more about his upbringing. Like. Yeah, okay. He was born into a farming family. Farming family. Oh, that's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. <laughs> at Lake Cajeligo in central New South Wales. He became a farmer near Gunnada. He married Helen, a local girl, and they grew wheat and sunflowers for 26 years. He enjoyed the life on the farm, but high interest rates mm, took him off the farm. It's hard being a farmer. Yes, mm. it is. And they moved into Gunnada Township where he opened an engineering business and he serviced farm machinery and he made trays for track, uh, trucks and mm. he built bins for grain and sold tractors. And then the interest rate on his overdraft went up to 23.6%. Mm. And he said, I just Mm-mm. can't handle this. Yeah. He was 60 years of age. He retired. He shifted to Adelaide where his daughter was and that's where he is now. Mm. So... But let me tell you, music was part of his life. Yeah, I love it. Yes. he uh, awesome. At the age of 13, he learned to play the mouth organ while separating the milk. Now, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the machine. They're, they're really old now where they have a crank handle, the milk goes in the top, and there are two tubes that come out the bottom. Cream comes out one side and the creamless milk comes out the other side. Oh. And uh, my uncle was a farmer and I used to turn this thing so I can picture it. You turn the <laughs> handle and he had one hand free. So he learned to play the mouth organ while oh, separating God. the cream from the it. milk. So quite neat. And mm-hmm. he was uh, about 15 at that time. Sorry, thir- he was about 13. 13. Yeah, 13. so younger still. Oh. Um, he asked his dad if he could have a banjo mm. and his dad hated banjo music. So he bought him a button accordion. Why not? (laughs) As you do. (laughs) As you do. Fortunately, his mate had one as well. And so he and his mate and a few friends formed a band. Mm. And uh, they used to play for dancers in the community. And he told me, I don't know that we were great musicians, but people used to dance to our music and we had fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Having these hobbies and music is a great hobby. Yeah. So... He bought his first banjo, 1960s, $50, remember? Mm. And uh, he said, I can do better than this. So in 1968, he made his own first banjo. 
Ah, oh, that's so good. Cool. And he said, look, it wasn't too bad, but I decided I could do better. So he joined a, a group, a woodworking instrument making group in Sydney. Mm. And uh, he'd just made his first five string banjo when they were asked to do a display at Sydney's Darling Harbour at a music festival. Mm. And while he was there, Ian Simpson, the banjo player from the Australian country group, the Flying Emus. The Flying Emus? I've never heard of them. Doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> Dear me, the, the flying, flying emus. emus. Great are, name. Are you Australian or not? <laughs> I know. Well, I'm Australian. It's a very Australian yeah. name. I've never heard of them, but that's in, awesome. In your defence, <laughs> I don't think they've been on the charts recently. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he came along and he asked if he could try it. Yeah. And he picked it up and he played it and he said, would you mind if I borrowed this to go to the Tamworth Music in- uh, Festival? <gasps> Which is huge in Which Australia. Which is huge. Yes. You've heard of the Tamworth I Music Festival, heard, Kim? Yes, haven't heard of the Flying Emus, <laughs> but I have heard of the Tamworth Music Festival. Okay. Um, oh. And he actually won the banjo playing competition with his banjo. Wow. And actually, he um, borrowed another one and won it again a couple of years later. Oh. So that, that kind of said... His banjos are pretty good. They're really good. They're really good. And then another player in Adelaide asked him if he'd make a banjo for him. Mm. And uh, Trevor Warner was his name. And he actually also won at Tamworth. So, So, you know, these are quality instruments he's making. Well, yes, yes. That's amazing. So this guy has basically got a bit of an interest in music. He's crafted his skill and now he's making these amazing banjos. Yes, yes. And with the help of this Trevor Warner guy, Mm. uh, Trevor would come back and he asked him to make a banjo and he came back and said, look, the neck's not quite right. And so they fiddled with it together and then he'd go away and he would play for a while. He came back, he came back four times. And finally he said, this is perfect. Mm. And it was good for our friend, Alan, Mr. Funk. Mr. Funk. Mr. Funk. Uh, It's a great name, isn't it? (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) Yes. Um, He he came back and he said this actually helped him develop the instruments he makes today because it's quite different or slightly different. (laughs) You know, a banjo is an instrument that has the same bits in it. Mm. So his, his necks are a little bit different to the others. Oh, and he says it actually works well. That's amazing. For him. He said players like it. So yeah. this is this is what he did. Turned his hobby mm. into a business. So how do you do this? Yeah, how does let, it work? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. And, and the first thing is I, I visited him in his home when I interviewed him. And it was quite fun because you can see there's something banjo like about his place because you go past a letterbox and Supporting the letterbox is an iron frame in the shape of a banjo player. Ah, very cool. (laughs) And if his little van is in the driveway, its number plate is banjo one. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But look, the the lessons I think we can learn from him Hmm. um, in turning a hobby into a retirement business, um, you have to have the equipment mm. and the place to do the work. Yep, he obviously had some he space, a, a big yep. garage. And yep, he has a large shed. You know what a double garage is? Yeah. 
Yeah, at a half to that. Oh, that's so huge. it's quite a, a size. It's higher than most garages, mm. and it sits in his yard, mm. and and he has all the equipment he would need. That's and amazing. he's been doing it for years, so he knows he knows exactly what he needs, mm. and it's all there. He's got ready the space. He's got the tools. Space yeah. tools, and he has other hobbies. He makes petrol engines. Oh, he does a makes few things every, on the side. Makes every part of it oh, by wow. hand. You know, so he, he loves this kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Number two is you need to understand what you're doing. Mm, mm. So right tools. Right tools. But right yeah, skills. What are you trying to make? Yeah. He's a yeah. banjo player. He understands banjos mm. and he thought he could make a better banjo. Mm. You know? And he has, sounds and he like. Has. And, and he's been doing this, I mean, it's almost 50 years mm. he's mm. been doing this. So he, he knows what he's doing and he's learned a few things on the way. Mm. You know, the change of the neck. Uh, that kind of thing. He's making quality instruments. It's important to note that he knew this before he retired. This was not something he said, I'm retired now. I'm going to start making banjos. Mm, he'd been doing it. He'd been a doing long time. it already. And, yeah. and I think this is a mistake some people will make. They'll mm. say, okay, when I retire, I'm going to turn my hobby into a business. It takes time to create a business. Not only that, some People, I think it kind of kills their love for stuff too. Like, I mean, you've got to say, okay, well, this is my love. Do I actually want to turn it into a business? Yes. And am I going to love it as much if I turn it into a business and now it's my money-making venture? Yes. Um, so, you know, I guess there's some questions that we need to ask ourselves as yeah. well in that. Yeah. yeah. Why are you yeah. doing it? Yeah. You've got to have a why. You've got to have yes. a why. Yes. Yeah. Um, and does the business side of it take that love away? Yeah. You know. Definitely. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so what else? What's the so, other lesson? Well, he also built up a reputation for quality work. Mm. I mean, to have a have winner at a Tamworth Festival, amazing. Yes. You, you, you kind of don't imagine that someone from, you know, middle of the country in New South Wales, who's just doing this as a hobby, this is before he set up his business, just doing this as a hobby, could come down to Sydney and this banjo player would just walk by, happen to see it and thought, oh, it's pretty good, play it. Yeah. And it's that good. And that's good. It's that good. <laughs> but, but let me say, he is a very careful craftsman. Mm. You know, mm. He's, I've seen some his of his craft. work yeah. and, and he spends his time on it. So, yeah. no, so you're getting value for money then, you're probably getting value for, for what money. you're paying for. Yeah. 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 And look, he has different kinds of banjos. Uh, I said, what's the difference between your cheapest and your best banjo. Okay, so it's and got he levels said, of quality too. Levels of quality. He said $4,000. I thought, oh, interesting. Okay, $4,000. <laughs> Good a, to know. Wow. That was a price difference. And, and, and the price difference depends on the kind of wood he uses. Mm. And uh, he's been, for a while, he's been using olive tree wood. Mm. And it is really detailed wood. And Gorgeous. when you polish it, it looks great. And olive trees are a pest in Adelaide Hills. And he lives so in Adelaide. Chop them down. So he gets people <laughs> just giving him olive tree. Um, yeah. And it so looks beautiful it. as well. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and, and he spends time on it. When, when I was talking to him, he'd recently sold two banjos mm. that he'd spent three days on each of them just working on the inlay on the banjos. So, so gorgeous. Yeah. And, and uh, he uses all sorts of materials. Some people come in and say, I want gold inlay. Mm. And uh, so he, he does that, adds so to the price, of course. personalised, but it really personalised. I mean, people like things that are nothing like what somebody else has got. And yeah. to have that, to be able to afford that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this, this is one of the lessons. I mean, he works with his customers to design what they want. Mm. You know, so they're bespoke. They're, they're 
very personal. Beautiful. Very personal. Lovely. What's the other lesson, Bruce? He knew how to market his banjos, and this is quite fascinating. Uh, He went to music festivals with his banjos in his van. Remember Banjo One? Yes, <laughs> with his number plate. <laughs> his, his van is set up. It's got a bed in it, so he can go to the festivals, just sleep in it. He can stay in it. It's got a cooking facilities and, of course, room for his banjos. And But he started doing this very early. He told me about going to the Canberra Music Festival years ago, and there were only other, two other uh, instrument makers there. Mm. Now he goes, and there's probably a dozen or so. Yeah. So it's kind of become popular. So he was at the beginning of that. So... He knew where to go to do it. Mm. And having gained a reputation, you know, mm. he now has people approaching him mm. at home to say, hey, would you make me a banjo? Now, something we sh- should make clear here is that he's not making big bucks with this. No, okay. He is a pensioner. Yeah, okay. okay so it's a supplement to his income. Okay. It's a supplement. Okay. And I think people who want to turn hobbies into businesses really need to think of that as a way to go, mm. unless you want to turn into a full-on business, uh, which can be a bit hard if you also want retirement. Yeah. So, so have the best of both worlds. A little bit of a hobby, uh, yeah. something that you can do, but it's not intense. It's not taking up all your hours. Yes. He spends mm. a long time making banjos. Mm. I, three I, three I would, days on one. Yes, just to do the um, the inlays. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. So he, he may be working almost full-time, but he's loving it. Mm. Actually, when I spoke to him, he told me that if he had to live on what he earns from his banjos, he'd be much skinnier than he is. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness for the pension. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. But it, the supplement is quite good. Mm. And if you um, and and seeing the equipment in his shed, he's always buying equipment for it, mm. which his income is allowing him to purchase. Excellent. And he's able to do that because he's set himself up so he can. Mm. Anyone who's looking at doing this, get someone who understands the tax system, uh, maybe an accountant, mm. um, financial advisor, just to really look at it, to see how you can do this best. Mm. It's, it's important you do that. Mm. Okay, um, now that sounds fair enough. And what about lesson number six? Yeah, he is so passionate about what he does. Yeah, he that's so clear. He makes an amazing yeah. banjo, it sounds. <laughs> yes. And he reckons that anybody who wanted to do this would have to be passionate about it. Mm. Otherwise, it really wouldn't work. Mm. And he has a bit of advice for retirees. Mm. He says, you must have something to keep yourself busy. Mm. Mm. And this is what he does to keep busy. If you don't keep busy, you'll be dead in six months, he says. I love it. This man's got tact. (laughs) (laughs) That's not tact. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, he comes from a farming community and he's seen quite a number of farmers retire from their property, go into the town and quite often they die within a few months, within a year, because they don't have the interest they once had. You know, so Mm. that's what he's talking about. For himself, he just says, I get bored when I've got nothing to do. Mm. His wife, Helen, was a bit more blunt. She said, (laughs) he's a pain when he's got nothing to do. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) They are a delightful couple. I love it. Alan still has music in his life. He can't play banjo anymore, which is a bit unfortunate. Mm. He doesn't have the muscle strength to press down the strings. Mm. Mm. But he's back to playing his button accordion. (laughs) He's worn out two button accordions. You need to know that. This is <laughs> his worn, third. <laughs> he's worn out two. Yeah. I don't even know how you've worn out, wear out one out. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, but look, his passion for music continues, and this is important. And for his banjo. And I suspect passion is the major factor in making any business work in retirement. 
Thanks, Bruce. If you'd like to read Alan Funk's story, you can go to retirenotes.com for more information or you can order Retirement Ready Bookshops or on the website. Oh, 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 oh